Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. So happy to be here. It is so warm here. Yay! I, I know we keep giving you weather updates. We have updates to give you the weather update on the top of the hour. it is the weirdest year for Utah. Yeah. But I feel like now we've finally hit some normal, like it's usually hot in July, and we are there. We are hot. My grass is dead. It is that time of it's year. It's pointless to even try watering it. It's very It's true. just too hot. And I can go to the pool now. I'm thrilled. It's so nice. Yeah. I like the heat. I, have I no do too. Complaints about the heat. It feels great. Yes. yes and yes. while I get to be outdoors enjoying the sunshine, I am generally listening to a book. Absolutely. Right? Yes. It is that time of year. Ivan, my kids are on a swim team, and we had a swim meet last night. And so your kids. If you don't swim and don't know this, when you're at a swim meet, they race. Like, these are my kids' races. There was, like, race 17 and race 32. So there's, like, gaps. Big gaps Between of nothing. these bursts of and race. And then getting them to the right yeah. place when it's their time. So, like, I'm like, oh, we don't have another race for 10 races. So I'll, like, pop in my yeah. headphones. And another mom is like, oh, what are you listening to? Thinking it was music. music? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm listening to a book. She's like, oh, is that your self-care? I was like, it sure is. That's a perfect way to put it. It sure is. And especially, was it an indoor pool or an it outdoor? It was an outdoor pool. Oh, even better. Yep. I hate indoor pools. So put those. It's too loud. It's too it's the really, echoey really loud. noise yeah. on a swim meet at indoor pools. For sure. We have a very short experience with swim meets, but that is one thing I recall. Yeah, they're driving very me loud. Crazy. So outside so much sun is shining yeah give it to me we're watching the kids swim i'm listening to a book it was good sounds delightful it was so good yeah anyway fantastic but today is what's on your shelf but before we jump into what's on your shelf jamie yes do you have a fun fact well this is a really hard book for fun facts okay just not a lot just because it's so much older and it's harder to find but it's very unusual it is very unusual because we are in an era of being able to find information at the touch of a screen. Absolutely. And this one would require a little more. And I've been out of town, so <laughs> I didn't get a little more for y'all. And that's okay. Um, so, but I did a couple things. I was reading a review. I've been reading a lot of reviews about this book. So just a reminder, our, book is up, our book for the month of July is Upstairs at the White House by J.B. West. And um, I like a couple things in this review that I read. It is uh, rhapsodyinbooks.wordpress.com. And um, and this is actually from 2018. I like the way she describes the book. She says, this gossipy, this gossipy book is so much fun. It's like People Magazine, the White House edition. Uh, and so I, I love nice. that explanation of it. Yeah, like a little people, just a little bit of gossip about what goes on. Well, don't we all want to like yeah. see behind the curtains a little bit? Yes. Show me For all sure. the things. That's what I think. Too. Um, and then she also touched on the audio version of this book. So dependent of, of course, I'll do the audio book. I'm pretty sure you will, Sarah. Yes, I will. Um, but I always like when people include that in a review, whether it was a good or a bad audio book, because some books just aren't good as audio books. They're better yeah. reads and some narrators aren't great narrators but um so her comment on the audiobook the narrator eric martin does a great job in channeling the author although he isn't always the best with pronunciation 
Interesting. Yeah. Jim and I both convulsed with laughter over his apparent lack of familiarity with the dance, The Frug. Which I don't know what, what the, is frug the frug is. But she goes on to say, which he pronounced as if it rhymed with rug, which is just how I pronounced <laughs> it, rather than moog. Like the frug? M-O-O-G. Moog, the frug. Aside from those few slips, which were probably a function of his age, <laughs> just as knowledge of the frug is a reflection of ours, hmm. he performed admirably and excelled at portraying other voices from LBJ to Jackie Kennedy. Quite an achievement. Wow. So the frug. Not I'm going to have to frug. look up what the frug is and not the frug. That is hilarious. But how funny that even a narrator would mispronounce something and very few people would even know it was mispronounced i would have never known it was mispronounced so i thought that was like a fun little fact that that it is the frug all right which i wonder if frug is short for something yeah i'm I'm gonna look it up the frug was a dance craze from the mid-1960s which included vigorous dance to pop music it evolved from another dance of the era the chicken The chicken, which featured (laughs) lateral body movements, was used primarily as a change of pace step while doing the twist. What? As young dancers grew more tired, they would do less work, moving only their hips while standing in place. They then start making up arm movements for the dance, which prompted the birth of the swim, the monkey, the dog, the watuzi, I'm probably saying that one wrong, the mashed potato, and the jerk. The frug is sometimes referred to as the surf, big B, and the thunderbird. I oh. would like a video. I was just going to ask. Of this. Is there something I can visually <laughs> see? Let's now go to YouTube. See, at the tip because of my fingers, my I'm... My brain. Can't can... put that together. <laughs> no. I mean, I've heard of... The mashed potato yeah. and like some of those things you were doing. I like I've heard those. The monkey, the obviously the twist. I mean, who doesn't right. know the twist? So it's dancing. It. <laughs> She's literally. Like it reminds me her of bum Beach like... Blanket Bingo. Do you remember that movie? Yes. It's just. Gidget is the frug. It's like arms up and then arms wavy down. Just like standing in place and dancing like we all do. <laughs> That's the frug. Well, that now we know. It is hilarious. I also think the frug is like, um, that reminds me of, oh, what's the movie? Baby. What's his freaking lasers what's the movie what is it the movie with lasers where they says it's like freaking lasers sharks with freaking lasers uh mini me oh oh um yes oh what is it what is it it's uh i can't even think of the guy's name (sighs) yeah baby Mike mike myers and oh my gosh how austin powers austin powers 
It reminds me of Austin Powers dancing. Yes, absolutely. That's the fruit. That is the. I bet if we went genre. back and watched that movie now, we would they see. probably say the frug in there. Oh, they probably do. And we I had no idea. Right. I bet you're absolutely right. Okay, well, we learned something today. Um, better fun fact than I actually thought. That went <laughs> that down. A really good fun fact. Thank you. White the hole there, rabbit hole. Anyway, let's take a break. Here we go. We're back. We are back. And ready to talk about books. Now, now that we've talked about the weather and the frug, <laughs> we are now ready to talk about books. Like, I have some really good ones today. Jamie, how are you feeling about your books I today? I have some really good ones as well. I'm so excited. I have all, can I just throw it out right now? Yes. All four stars. Ooh. Every I have- one of them. Two, four, one, five. Whoa. This is the episode of episodes. Absolutely. Let's get started, I'm Sarah. I'm so excited. Okay. Jamie, what's on your shelf today? My first one is My Love Story by Tina Turner. Oh, Tina. Oh, Tina Turner. You were an amazing woman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I bet I only know like a blip of her actual right. story. And and what is that? What do you know about Tina Turner? I could in I just see her dancing, dancing. and performing and like she has a lot of spunk. Mhm. And her like hair. yeah, oh her hair. Fantastic hair. Yeah. And just living it up on stage always. Yeah. Always a big performance. Yes. Dancing and singing. I do know she had like a life partner or were they married? Mm-hmm. They did eventually get married, but way, way, way later on in in life um, did they get married. But they were together for a very long time. So her first husband, Ike Turner, mm-hmm. he was a performer and she wanted to sing and perform and they kind of got matched up and she was one of his women. And when I say one of his women, one of his women, that makes he sense. had a lot. And it wasn't a secret. Oh, he had a lot of women. He was a womanizer and they ended up he had children from a previous marriage and they ended up um, they lived together. They toured together. Originally, she was like Ike Turner and Tina Turner show like they were together she was not on her own and and it was kind of like she would be nothing without him he was very controlling of her and even her name was not really tina it was anna um and he gave her the name tina turner and he owned that name what so it wasn't even her own name Ew. The night they got married, which was a very simple wedding, so her first wedding, but it was just go to the courthouse, get married, and then he went off with women that night. I think she said in Tijuana. I could be wrong there. But she said it was just never a real, real marriage. He always, and at one point he had um, two other, like, mistresses, two other women, and all three of them were named Anna. So he had a thing for Annas because it's easy to keep the name straight. Oh. And everyone who worked for him that, you know, toured with her saw how he treated her, but they were powerless because they were women or they were in the industry and he had control over their careers. Mm. And so 
it was not just, I mean, she was being abused. He was extremely abusive, physically, mentally. She was in the emergency room constantly oh. lying about her injuries, that she fell on stage. I didn't that even she, know yes, any of this. Extremely, like, broken bones, broken nose, um, stitches, like serious serious injuries and those were the ones she went to the hospital for so she would show up places with black eyes and injured and just be like everything's totally normal we just continue on and she just had to do what he said and so um there is a lot in this book and i won't go into all of it but she literally escaped him in the middle they were out of town they were touring performing and she finally got the courage one night to be like, enough is enough. And she snuck out in the middle of the night and she had no money. She had nothing. She just left. And she was in the middle of a field. She, I mean, she knew what city she was in, but didn't know her way around it. Right. And just escaped through a field in the middle of the night, tiptoeing out of a hotel. Oh and she went to another, like a motel. And, and she was known, like people knew Tina Turner. And so she went in and was like, hey, I'm Tina Turner. I have no money. I need a place to stay. If you will help me out, I promise I'll pay you back. And this motel owner was like, absolutely. Put her in a room, oh gave gosh. her everything she needed to escape. And then she was able to get back home. But she had no money she didn't even own her name at that point that is insane she had nothing nothing how do these men Mm -hmm. get so powerful that everyone just looks the other way yeah right i really it is gross it's really really gross and and it's like you look at this and you're like it's easy to look at someone on the stage and be like, you have the best life. Look at yeah. you. You've made it. Yeah. You're performing. You're singing. You're doing your passion. And it's easy to look at celebrities and just like think put that. them on a pedestal and think everything is so no great. No problems there. Yeah. No. Wow. Not the truth. Wow. At all. Like her life was hard. But it then it also, it talks a lot about her like becoming her. And finally being able to be who she wants to be and um, the partner she ends up with and where she chooses to live. It's all just really like she when she found herself, it is just so lovely. It's so rewarding. That is cool. That she was able to then have the life that she wanted. And it was good. It was a good like she she had some good lessons and some good words. Oh, I to love live that. By. It was fantastic. I gave it four stars. Um, my Love Story by Tina Turner. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, the first book I'm going to talk about is called The Second Life of Muriel West by Amanda Skenendor. Sounds I great. I I said that right. Um This one has been, I've seen it around. I think I had it on like a wish list Mm -hmm. as a want to read for quite a while, finally. Um, I don't know if I'd had, I don't think I had, I think it was available now. Like I didn't have any books. You didn't have to wait and you needed something. And I was like, what should I read that's available for me? And this was available at my library. 
Perfect. And now I'm like, how is this available? Like, this is such a good book. This is the story of Muriel West. She is married to an actor in Hollywood. They live in Mm -hmm. Hollywood. They have two little girls. This is in the 1920s. And um, she's, you know, they're living the high life. And she's quite a socialite. And they... Yeah, they seem to have it all. She is doing her hair one morning and gets burned by her curling iron. And so she goes to the hospital, like her doctor's office then. You know, that's kind of what you did. She just went and saw your doctor um, to take care of this burn. The weird part about the burn was that she didn't feel it. So the doctor was like, what do you mean you didn't feel it? She's like, it's Like it was a serious burn. It was a serious burn. She's like, it's really not a big deal. But you like, it clearly was a big deal. So he starts to notice that, like, yeah, her skin around where she burned it on her hand was, mm-hmm. well, something was going on there. And so um, he sent, he's like, you know what, I'm more concerned about this. I'm going to send you to the hospital and have this checked out by a dermatologist, a skin specialist. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just, let's just go from there. I, do you want me to give a different name? And she's like, a different name? What? That's weird. She's like, oh, that's probably true. Yeah paparazzis can be you know even right. then you're going into the hospital you don't need personal your information. name and so yeah. she gives a different name and goes in well they the doctor sees her at the hospital takes a biopsy and then never comes back she's literally in this hospital for two days and she's just basically slid food through the door and they she doesn't have a clue what's going on no one's come and talked to her no she's just there so finally after a couple of days, her the two nights the next morning, the do- the husband comes and is there in the room with her, and they're the he's like the doctor asked me to come, and she's like, well, finally we'll get some answers. He brings a newspaper, and she finds out by reading the newspaper that there is a patient at the hospital with leprosy. No, by the name of this fake name that she's and given. it's her, and she's like, so that's how <gasps> she found out her diagnosis. Yes. Literally, the doctor comes in. They explain that she's going to be sent to a special place where they are have medication and treat this, and that she shouldn't be there for very long. So just pack some bags, whatever. So the husband goes and packs her stuff, and they send her on her way. This place is in Georgia. It's a leprosy colony, and it literally existed in the twenties. It's the only leprosy colony, like in the continental United States, that ever existed. Mm-hmm. And this is a story of her experience being diagnosed with leprosy going to this leprosy colony and what treatment was like what what her experience is like there and then like her experience with her family now this is fictional Uh uh-huh um but it was so eye-opening right so i've read another book which i think is called molokai Mm -hmm. which is like the hawaiian leprosy Leprosy. colony and the Mm -hmm. way that they treated it there there was like quite a few down there um this is like people in the continent like this is not like island living this is normal type my like very relatable it was heartbreaking actually so i've read another book about leprosy called in the sanctuary of outcasts okay which was a leprosy colony in the south so i'm assuming maybe the same it's one it's got to be the same it's no this is louisiana, louisiana. i said georgia but it's in Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay, so this has yes. got to be the same one that then 
um, there was a guy who was convicted of like a blue collar crime. Okay. White collar crime. Banking crime. Whichever one that is. I don't remember now. I'm mixing <laughs> Now I'm up. questioning my, that I said blue collar crime. I think Anyway, he did some money laundering, kiting is what they called it. Anyway, so he was sent to prison and the prison, it was half leprosy colony and oh, wow. half prisoners in the same building in Louisiana. Wow. But this was like 70s. 80s I want to say early 80s okay what how they were treated like so this was the 20s wow 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 I I did a deep dive to like find out like what actually happened like after the end of the book mm-hmm. um because I was so interested I don't want to spoil anything because so much of this story is what happens like with this character does she make it home what happens with her family relationships, what happens with her relationships that she forms inside of the the colony, Um, what are the advancements in treatments. Like, there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. But it's, the reason that I think I loved it so much was that it felt very personal because Mm -hmm. you are connected to this character who's having very real emotions and experience surrounding her diagnosis. Like, she's a beautiful socialite, woman who is semi-famous because she's married to an actor and now here she is in a leprosy colony and what like she view, how she solitary views confinement practically yes. so it's like the, the battle of how she can she views herself and then how other people view her and and our judgments that we make about people and we it's it's actually Wow. It's really good. I loved it. I gave it four stars. And I I think it's one of those stories that is absolutely worth reading, especially if you love historical fiction. Mm-hmm. I love historical fiction. I find yes. myself like searching for historical fiction that isn't World War II related. And I think we've talked about this before. But this is one of those that's like U.S. history is a real part of our history but right. they put in that fictional twist that makes it more human i i really enjoyed it it's called the second life of muriel west by amanda skenendor skenendor i think awesome yeah that sounds really good it was that's good. right up my alley yes give me diseases give me you yeah. would, it was really really history. interesting awesome okay my next book that i read was on Our Best Behavior, The Seven Deadly Sins and the Price Women Pay to Be Good Ooh. by Elise Lonan. That sounds heavy. It was heavy. And at first I was like, this is too much. Like, oh. it really was like the first little bit of the book. I, I like an hour, two hours in, I was like, I don't know that I can finish this. Just I wasn't in the right place. If you feel the same way when you start it, I think it's a fan fantastic book I gave it four stars yeah it was so interesting and so it takes the seven deadly sins and how they were used to um to get women to behave a certain way Ah. through history like historically and it how they lump that into spirituality and religion to honestly literally control women's behavior and put them in a place in society wow and it's 
it's an interesting historical look into how that's been portrayed in our society. And what I loved about it is the the woman who wrote it, Elise, it she talks a lot about spirituality. It's and I think when we look at like feminist books now, it's I am me, I can do me and no one's going to hold me down and I don't need any spirituality or any religion. And this isn't necessarily religion but spirituality okay they're not necessarily tied together you can have spirituality without religion but then looking at religion and pulling out of it what's what's good for you what works for you yeah holding on to what makes you feel and be the best person you can be authentically and not because of an interpretation of the seven deadly sins or interpretations of you know, different rules that were made hundreds of years ago right. for women to follow mm. and why. And is that useful to us now or not? And let's just really look at it. So it's almost like researching the seven deadly sins wow. and where they came from and how they've evolved. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was so good. I loved the... um the the spirituality and the religious sector of it like looking at bible verses and looking at the stories in the bible and and appreciating them for the beauty that they are but also being like but you know what i think maybe this was twisted a little and but what if we think about it this way or how is that working for you and if it's not maybe we figure out how another part that we can that works for us or that feels right to us anyway um but not i mean it's got a little bit of religion and but just overall everything and and then what i love at the end of this book is it kind of also goes into elise lonan and her experience as a writer and her job she wrote this book because she all of a sudden found herself unemployed and she is married she's um has a job that she absolutely loves. She worked for Gwyneth Paltrow. She was the CEO of, is it Goop? The Goop? Oh. Her company? Yes. And then um, all of a sudden found herself unemployed and pandemic, right in the midst of the pandemic. And so she, that's when she wrote this book. And um, you know, what a scary time, but something that is amazing that came out of it. Wow. Like I really think... That is very She cool. was meant to write this book. I, I just loved, I loved cool. it. I gave it four stars um, and it was a great listen. I listened to it and she's a great narrator. So once you got past that. Yeah, I'd say the first hour-ish getting into it was a little But then you fell hard. into it. But then after that, I was like, ooh. Once, you know, sometimes when you start a book and you're like, I got to figure out the dynamic of this book. Like, how's the story being told? From what point of view? Yeah, kind of, kind of the rhythm of the book. Yes. It okay. took me a little bit to get into the rhythm of what this book was really about. Because I didn't know anything going into okay. it. Okay. It was on a list. I put it on my hold list in the library. It came available. I knew nothing about it. So figuring out what it was really breaking yeah. apart took me a little to get into. But once I did, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Very good. That's awesome. All right. Um, the next book I'm going to talk about is The Maid's 
Diary by Lorith Ann White. I loved this book. This is a fun one. This is yeah. like, it's like a suspenseful thriller-ish. It's not like huge thriller, but there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. happening. Um, mostly suspenseful. This is the story of a maid. She's in her late 20s, early 30s, and she is Ukrainian, I think. Um, Her parents came over from Ukraine to give her a better life, and her, her mom was a maid at a hotel, and her dad, you know, worked really hard. I'm not, I can't remember what her dad did, but he worked really hard just to give her a different life, and then she became a maid. (laughs) and so that you can see at the beginning of the book she has a lot of guilt about that but Mm -hmm. also doesn't seem to have any desire to do something different um she admits that she's a big snoop so she Mm. goes into people's homes and learns all kinds of things things. yes and she knows all the like hiding places that people have things and she is and she is a self um, admitted, like I, I'm a big snoop. Like she's like, I probably should be I'm less fully snoopy. aware of it, and I'm not gonna do anything about it. Right? She doesn't <laughs> stop. Um, she one day she finds her, she gets a new referral. So she works for an agency, right? So you'd uh-huh. hire the agency. The agency sends one of okay. their mates. The agency gives her a new assignment, and she realizes when she enters this home that this is the home of someone she knew from high school Ooh. um we know that she had something happen in her youth that is you don't really get the details of but something happened that derailed her from mm-hmm. her path and uh is where why she is where she is currently and you're starting to think maybe it's connected to this person so she then starts you start learning what happened and who these people are and um, you're jumping different per- perspectives. There was a murder that you hear at the very beginning of the book. So there's the cops that are trying to solve the murder. Mm-hmm. There's the perspective of the homeowners. There's the perspective of the maid. And you're kind of jumping around trying to put the pieces together. I really, really liked this book. It was super fun. It was very creative. Like the idea that you're, you know, you, you're made. Yeah. Knows so many personal things oh about you, yeah. which is a little bit creepy. And like, of course, and you kind of want to be a maid. Like, right. I want to go snoop around everybody else's house. Like, yeah. there's some things. And um, then to be a person who lets a maid into your house. Anyway, it is, it's really fun. I thought it was super well done. There's some twists at the end that I did not see coming. I thought I had it figured out and I was not. I mean, some of it I think I maybe had my finger on, but I did not have it all. It was good. I gave it four stars. If you like a good, uh, suspenseful, Mm -hmm. this is a good one. This is a really good one. It's called The Maid's Diary. Fantastic. Okay, my last book. This was such a gem because I bought it at an airport. I've been in a lot of airports lately. It's my favorite thing to get an airport (laughs) book. Can I just say that? So I went in and I... Picked this out of uh, the whole wall of beautiful books at the airport. Um, And this book, so it's called Hidden Pictures by Jason Reculik. 
it came out May of 2022, and it is a Goodreads Choice Award for 2022. Ooh. And I had not read it, so I was like, how could this be a Goodreads Choice Award in the suspense thriller section, and I haven't read it. Yeah. So I had to get it. So I took this on vacation with me. I started it day one. I like this book. I think I've read it. Have This one? Mm-hmm. Okay. I liked it. I finished it on day eight on our way home on the plane. So it was oh. one book this last week was read in my world. I didn't listen to any books. There just wasn't time in everything we were doing. Yeah. But every day we were... Um, on a scuba diving trip so our dives so were in the morning amazing after our dives were all over to chill i would just go back to the pool at the resort and sit on one of their lounge chairs to just read oh. it was the best of all vacations scuba I diving love that so and much. sitting on the beach reading i got it all that sounds amazing <sighs> it was lovely and this book did not disappoint so it was just the perfect perfect setting a book in my hands a bookmark. I haven't had a bookmark in a really long time. I'm so envious. And I picked my favorite one and it was lovely. So Hidden Pictures, what I love about it. So it's, it's a suspense. It's the story of, um, there's this young girl, early twenties who has had a couple really, really rough years. Uh, she had a, you know, she grew up in a, not a great neighborhood, single mom not a lot of money Uh, she was a track star and some unfortunate things happened and one thing led to another she had some injuries she was put on uh, painkillers and then after um, tragedy just couldn't get herself off of them and had became a heroin addict and was pretty much living on the streets for a while um, just looking for her next fix so she's just come out of that she's 18 months sober when this starts and her sponsor has gotten her a job with this couple as a nanny and she moves into their a cottage on the back of their property and she is to take care of their five-year-old son who's getting ready to start kindergarten in the fall but this is like just a three-month job over the summer until he starts school and this the little kid teddy starts he loves to draw he draws all these pictures and the pictures are included in the book so not only is it a novel okay i listened to this book so you didn't get I the pictures no pictures oh my gosh i'm gonna bring you my copy oh my so gosh. you can look through at the books they start out just like a little kid and her sitting under the sun like a little kid's drawing you know how they would draw the sunshine and a house is a box with a triangle on top and then he has an imaginary friend on Anya and Anya starts showing up in these pictures and she is creepy imagine like a little kid stick figure drawing with the creepiest imaginary friend oh my gosh and they just become I remember them being described Oh my, yes. I can't imagine seeing it's it. It's like a picture book and a novel. There were a ton of pictures. Oh my gosh. It was so fantastic. That is awesome. I need you to see these pictures. I They were so creepy. Like such, it added such a creep vibe to this. So, yeah. um, so she is looking at these pictures and wondering like, is, is he really trying to tell me something? Like, did, what's going on in these pictures? It obviously depicts... A crime scene 
and that something has happened to what they're thinking is this imaginary friend, Anya. And so she's kind of trying to put these pieces together and the parents start thinking she's like, are you on drugs again? And because they know of her past. But anyway, it took me on a journey and I did not see (laughs) at all where this journey was going to when we got there it was so good that is and it was the perfect setting and it was just lovely i gave it four stars that's awesome it was amazing i will bring you the book so you can look at the pictures i really really want at the end of the book there is a section where the author talks about his idea for the story started out as an idea of adding pictures to a thriller story. Oh. He didn't know what the story was. So he reached out to these two friends, these two co-workers, friends that he knew. One of them specifically did um, book covers art. Oh. And so he was like, hey, I've got this idea. I don't know the story yet. Would you guys be willing? So there's two artists. And you can kind of see why two artists in the book as the pictures evolve. So one of them did... Teddy's pictures and one of them does um, anyway the other line of pictures and it talks about their process and they give some examples at the back of the book of like the ideation process of what the character would look like here or what the artist's style was going to be and what the characters were going to look like in the drawings and they're five-year-old kid drawings so yes how they went about drawing them when you're an artist by profession and there's like this muscle memory how do you make yourself draw like a kid and so he drew those pictures left-handed so he didn't have the muscle memory and and it kind of just shows the process of should she look like this should they look like this should they look like all these different it's really fun it's really fun to see the pictures i i can't speak highly enough of how cool this book was that they added pictures and they're just they're black and white pictures they're pencil sketches that is they're really cool yeah Hmm. i really liked it four stars Hidden Pictures by Jason Reculuk. That's awesome. And Reculuk is R-E-K-U-L-A-K. Just, it's a little different. Yeah, it is a little different. But it is one that I think if you, you would recognize the cover. Oh, yeah. It's like on a bunch of things. Yeah. I think you'd recognize it. Yeah. Big words. Anyway, just a little thing. Really good. All right. Um, the last book I'm going to talk about today is The Summer Seekers by Sarah Morgan. Um, I loved this book. This is the story of, there's a few different characters at play, but I'd say the main character is an 80-year-old woman who is widowed. She lives in a small beach town in England. Did you say an 80-year-old woman? 80-year-old. I know. Awesome. There's just so much we can learn from our elders. Yes. I (laughs) love it. They're so sweet. Even if they're fictional. (laughs) Yes. My fictional grandma. I know. I love them so much. Um, She is a spunky 80-year-old. She has one daughter Mm -hmm. who is more responsible and is always very worried about her mother and taking care of her wants her to move to a retirement home wants her so that she doesn't get hurt wants her to be safe just all Mm -hmm. of the time 
Um, but this cute grandma is like, she's her name is Kathleen. She is like, I don't need, I'm just fine. Like, mm-hmm. I can take care of myself. Um, she, when, when she was younger, she had a career traveling the world and doing, she had a traveling show. Before that was like a thing. And it was a television show, and you could watch her go and visit different places. And wow, right? That was like way before its time. Yeah. And so she traveled a lot when when her daughter was growing up. So her daughter was mainly raised by her father. Okay. And so, but now her father is dead. But it didn't. It was. It definitely created some distance in their relationship. Some Mm -hmm. a bit of a. Um, there's some space there, but there's still a lot of love both ways. They okay. both care about each other. They're just not really close. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have different ideas on the way Kathleen should live. Um, it all comes to a head when an intruder breaks into Kathleen's home. and But Kathleen is able to defend herself. She hits him with a frying pan. <laughs> he is incapacitated while the police come and arrest him and she's fine she cared yeah. for herself so she thinks it's fine but that is like a cue to her daughter to be like you need to move somewhere safer right that where was the you're breaking cared point for. for yeah so what kathleen decides very spur of the moment is she's always wanted to do route 66 across the united states okay um it's something she's never done she wants to do it so she decides she's gonna go she they come up with a plan that she will hire a young person to drive her and do this so that she can be safe Mm -hmm. although her daughter still thinks she's crazy um in the meantime you know her daughter's marriage is like they've been married a long time it's become a lot about their the functioning of their family yeah right um and less about why they chose to be married they have twin daughters who are pushing all of the boundaries and causing all kinds of problems and um, so she's got her own home life to be worried about. She can't go on this trip with her mother. And then the person that they hired, right, is in her, she's like 25. She's just had her own things happening in her life. And what would have driven her to the point where she's agrees to drive to this drive old, an 80 year old woman across the United States. That you don't States know. That you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is an unlikely scenario it it is and yet it all makes sense Mm -hmm. when you understand each of their backstories right right right? and it was so wonderful i loved kathleen the 80 year old i loved her i loved her spunk i loved you know uh learning about how she became the way that she is and who she is i loved the 25 year old that's driving her across like you just feel for her she had some life experiences that uh, got her there and i loved her i really loved her daughter because that's where i'm at right Mm -hmm. so i could relate most to the daughter the daughter and her family life and what was happening there as she decides that um she's kind of lost herself in the caring for her family and how to make changes and the way she goes about making those changes i really loved it i gave this book five stars i i thought it was wonderful it's a great women's lit it's all the things you're getting all the stages of life and perspectives of women and i thought it was so good that sounds really good 
I have so many it's to so now add good. to my list. I feel the that same. That never gets shorter, just continually gets longer. I know. Good books This today. is, I know. The Summer Seekers is the last one I just talked about. I would, that's one like, who can I talk to about this? Like, yeah. if you have read this book, I don't, I don't even know where I found this book. It's yeah. been on a wish list for a long time. I think I just finally got to got it. To, it yeah. came out in 2021. I want to talk to somebody about it. So please tell me if you've read this book. I want to talk about it. It was very good. Awesome. Anyway. Amazing. So many good things. If you have, reach out. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe. Leave a review. It's super helpful for us. Thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.